From somewhere in Northeast Indiana, Mike Davidson lives. And now your host of the podcast, Mike Davidson. Well, hell yes, Mr. Rob Roop. Greetings, salutations, happy 2022. Or as uh, we're calling it, 2020 Part 3. How are you? I'm the Mike, as he mentioned, my wife Ginny with us. Ginny, how you doing? I'm eating. Yeah. Taters, <laughs> mashed taters. Uh, and some buffalo, is that buffalo chicken? Yeah. All right, yeah, buffalo chicken uh, nuggets and mashed potatoes. They say if you eat that uh, first day of the new year, you'll have good luck. Unless, of course, you're a toilet. Then, you know, but then <laughs> again, you're not eating that. You're just taking the brunt of the punishment. But uh, we survived Christmas. We survived 2021. Here we are. Uh, new year, same old crap. New blah, year? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, new year, new me, not. <laughs> We're being realistic. We're not doing this podcast from the gym here. We're just, not. Yeah, just a heads up. Yeah. I have been taking better care of myself. Well, that's good. Starting the day after Christmas, it's been great. Right, so. right, right. But these are mashed potatoes and chicken, and they're just, they're meant to be enjoyed. Yes, there is such a thing as comfort food. Yes, they've we're in the Midwest. That's all we know <laughs> is carbs and comfort, man. Mm. So uh, resolutions. I mean, uh, you are obviously trying to take better care of yourself. I think with me, it's just uh, you know keep moving forward with things because twenty twenty one was a mixed bag for me. Yeah. If you were to ask me what the best thing to happen to me in 2021 would be, it would have been the birth of my son, Logan. That yeah. dude is awesome. I love playing with that dude, although uh, he just headbutted me about 20, 25 minutes ago. He slapped my face and pulled my hair. So uh, count yourself lucky. Yeah, eight months old tomorrow. We're recording this Saturday night, January 1st. Uh, but, I mean, the, the kid has just been a blessing. He's been a real comfort. His sisters love him. I mean, it just... It's just nice to have kids like that. And, of course, the worst thing that happened to me was redacted. Um, <laughs> uh, and, and let me, if you're listening and you are a fan of the show at the old place, I'm going to be straight up honest with you. This, th- By the way, this is not me cutting loose here because mm-hmm. that day hasn't come yet. Um, but uh, I do appreciate you hanging on, following me on the oh, social media yes, stuff. thank you. The Twitter, the Facebook. And I do miss interacting with you guys on air. Because I'll, I'll say this, though. I love the old job. The old job I had for five and a half years was probably the best job I ever had. I loved that job. Oh, that's good. A lot yeah. of that was because of the listeners. All Unf- of it was because of the listeners and none because of the sales staff. Well, well okay. Um, I, and I'll say that Matt Saluto, gas man, was a great mentor, and uh, and I still try to follow the advice he gave me, even with this small little podcast I got going. Um, but the thing is, you can't go home again. And as much as I miss that, it's in the past. Mm-hmm. And I just wish it was under better circumstances that I could do what I did with those listeners. But uh, you're free. I'm free. I can I can talk a little more about things. Uh, just not everything just yet. Uh, that day will come soon. But for me, what was important was when things hit the fan midsummer, I keep my mortgage paid. I keep my kids fed. I keep my wife happy. I hope to God I succeeded in those uh, those aspects. I don't know about the last one. <laughs> well, you got a pretty nice Christmas present. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I'm wearing it right now. <laughs> yeah, I got, I gave her uh, a necklace with all th- uh, with a birthstone of each of our three kids, Lana, Hazel, and Logan, and she damn near teared up. It was probably the best reaction to a present I gave her ever. Even eclipsed that one time where I bought her a four slotted toaster 
Damn, oh, well, I missed that toaster. It was a great toaster. I was just like, she's either going to love me or hate me. And this was like like the first year we were dating. I bought that, I think, for your birthday or something. And you're like, oh, my God, I can make bagels now. And I'm like, score. Well, let me, because it was when I lived in the studio apartment, right. right? I was toasting bread in a pan to make it crispy. <laughs> oh, going the long way, ain't Yeah, I, I love, I still see it in my mind's eye, my kitchenette. Oh, yeah. I love that. Hold yep. on. <laughs> nice. Thank you, potatoes and Coke. Um, Coca-Cola. <laughs> um, but, yeah, that, that's that's kind of where I'm at. It's just like to, to keep growing in a professional thinking and, 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 hell, grow this podcast because I think it's, it's a great foothold into the Internet. Hopefully, you know, for... No, more... Urban Dictionary is a great foothold into the Internet. Uh, no, that's, uh, that is a uh, trip down the rabbit hole of uh, depravity right there. <laughs> that and Craigslist, so... Um, but connections. I, yeah. Um, <laughs> by the way, uh, yeah, of course, New Year's Eve, that means all the obnoxious ball drop shows. Last night I had like two beers and then I went to bed before 10. I fell asleep. Like I was, my plan was because I'm such a party animal New Year's <laughs> Eve when my wife went to sleep and all my kids went to sleep to, uh, continue reading my, uh, Ray Bradbury short story novella, which is, uh, October country, but Ray uh, Blackberry. Did I say Blackberry or no. Bradbury? Okay. Ray Bradbury. Um, Blackberry. I, I am on my second beer here for the podcast. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, I, I missed I missed Midnight, and I don't miss it. But I, I recall years, just a few years ago, how obnoxious and how fake and how plastic the ball drop shows were on all the networks. Because those things would be on in the background when I would go to New Year's Eve parties back in the day. No one really paid attention to what was going on with those shows until, okay, 10 minutes till midnight. We're going balls deep here. Yeah, we're going to go balls deep and watch this thing drop. Yeah, kapow! Mm -hmm. If you watch it at home by yourself, it's just so god-awful. Mm. Because none of these people talk the way you would talk with your friends at a social gathering. <laughs> Not at all. You call uh, him an asshole just like everyone else. Well, it's funny you brought that up because I, I did see uh, this morning as I was going through my Twitter feed, uh, Andy Cohen, one of the uh, people from CNN. Now, I don't watch CNN, but I guess he, him and Anderson Cooper were doing CNN's ball drop thing. And uh, Mayor de Blasio, Bill de Blasio of New York, uh, for who eight years uh, pretty much ruined that city especially during these fill-in-the-blank times. And Andy, uh, <coughs> de Blasio is a, a Democrat. <coughs> you okay? Wrong pipe. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, and, and by pipe, she means her vocal cords. She's not taking a hit off a bong here. Um, but, but but de Blasio. You know, if we drill a hole in that beer bottle, maybe. Maybe, man. Oh, yeah. Um, Never touched this up in my life. But, you know, de Blasio is a Democrat. Cohen's no Republican. Uh, Cohen was drunk, and I guess Andy Cohen was saying, Republicans and Democrats can disagree that you're the worst mayor ever. And the way this dude is doing it, Andy Cohen, it was almost like watching a wrestling promo. Like, you know, shooting on somebody, like C uh, CM Punk shooting on uh, Triple H or something. It was amazing. I loved every bit of it, um, but th that's about it. I wouldn't stay up to watch it, but hell, I'll watch it a couple times on uh, on YouTube because that way I don't have to stay up as late. But uh, 2021 over, and uh, you know how at the end of the year uh, they do those in memoriams for celebrities, and sometimes they, they forget a couple because, well, they die too late. I don't think anybody forgot these two giants that died this past week. 
the uh, NFL great head coach John Madden, uh, Super Bowl winner, great broadcaster. Him and Pat Summerall, all legendary in the booth. Him and Al Michaels, legendary in the booth. Of course, the Madden games. Uh, he passed away at the age of 85. And Betty friggin' White. Uh, and, and by the way, she, she passed away at 99, just weeks shy of her 100th birthday. But one of the, the funniest... Um, uh, and I and I hate to make light of death, but one of the funniest. Oh, she'd love it. Well, okay, I don't know. It kind of takes a ding a little bit of her resume, because uh, one said uh, Betty White, star of shows such as Mary Tyler Moore Show, Golden Girls, and Hot in Cleveland, dies at ninety nine. Nobody watched Hot in Cleveland, even if Betty White was on there. That was, I think that to me that was her paycheck show. Huh? You know. I mean, she she stole the show on things like Mary Tyler Moore and the Golden Girls, and hell, like B movies like Lake Placid. Remember that? Yes. Yes. That See? was such a, a good movie. She was just like, oh yeah, she's just feeding the alligators and nibbling. Oh her yeah, toes. yeah, yeah. She's and like, oh. <laughs> but she she had a great comedic touch, and she'd been showbiz forever. But I want to bring up a couple things here, um, because Christmas Day Fox aired. A special called All Madden, where everybody related to the NFL was praising John Madden, and rightfully so. And then a couple days later, he dies. Well, didn't the same thing happen to uh, the Ultimate Warrior? Uh, that, that was when he was uh, inducted into the uh, yeah. into the WWE Hall of Fame. But of course, the Warrior had had a kind of a history of substance abuse. And I don't want to make light of that, but yeah, that did happen. Like, he got honored, he went back to Raw and said, hey, thanks fans, and then a couple days later, he's gone. But Madden, he's honored Christmas Day. A couple days later, he's gone. I remember going to the theaters. I think I think this might have been for Spider-Man. Mm. Uh, prior in the uh, the previews, they were talking about this Phantom Offense thing with uh, Betty White's 100th birthday gala. Like, they're going to make a big deal about her turning 100. She doesn't even see the end of 2021. So, my, my, my advice here to anybody that's listening is we got to stop praising celebrities that are older than 80. We can't let the Grim Reaper know that they're still around. So pe- people like Clint Eastwood, people like Morgan Freeman. Mel Gene- Brooks. Mel Brooks, thank you. Gene Hackman. Sidney Poitier. Uh, any of these big legendary icons that are north of 80, we keep mum about. In fact, I think Ringo Starr is north of 80 now. Just barely. John, 106. Oh, your friend from uh, Kokomo. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, now he's no longer in Kokomo, isn't he? No, I mean he lived in Greentown. He but. lived in Greentown. Yeah, he was like a, he was an old guy even back then, mm-hmm. back in the old days of Kokomo. But yeah. uh, um, now with with Betty White's passing, obviously iconic. I don't think I heard anybody bitch about her one iota. Nope. Um, I do remember last summer though, uh, when uh, everything was like really politically motivated. And, okay, I guess it would be two summers ago now, since we're in 2022. Okay, the summer of 2020. Um, the I think Hulu had to pull an episode of The Golden Girls. Uh, because there was an episode where I th- uh, her, her character Rose, and I think maybe Blanche, they were taking mud facials, right? Mm-hmm. And one of them answers the door, and there's a black couple there. And, of course, that leads to that awkward studio audience, you know, laughter at... And, of course, they're explaining, no, 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 this isn't what you think. You know, it's just kind of that awkwardness of it, right? They weren't trying to be racist. It was just one of those, oh, my mistake kind of things, right? Mm-hmm. They actually pulled that episode from Hulu for a little bit. I don't know if they still have that pulled or not. But it was just, it was, 
the reason it was funny is because we knew that they weren't racists, and here they were kind of caught in that sort of thing, right? Mm. Well, with John Madden's passing, well, I, I'm, I'm just convinced that, like, being woke all the time is, you know, a white person just thinking, saying, look how much I care by pointing how much of a douchebag somebody else is anymore. And why I say this is because John Madden, I mean, is probably one of the greatest ambassadors to football ever. Like, he broke it down layman's terms. The guy absolutely loved it. In fact, when they started up this thing with Madden video games, uh, EA's like, hey, would you like to lend your name to the game? He goes, well, I would like to do a little more than that. Mm -hmm. You know, I would like to make... You know, he he started putting in complex... He he helped them design complex uh, game plans... Uh, minute details. He was trying to make football more accessible to the average viewer, and that's the way he was in the broadcast booth. Him and Pat Summerall was like, "Hey, you're like you're talking about the game the night before at the water cooler with your coworker," and so that was his whole approach with EA Sports. There were a couple Twitter accounts that caught on fire, and not for the right reasons, for pointing out that he was glamorizing a sport that uh, gave people concussions. And one guy, uh, I guess he's a professor at Dallas University or something, um, he said that he was basically running a digital plantation glamorizing black people getting hurt. Even though this video game has been played by millions of people from all walks of life. You know that video on uh, YouTube, is it Because Science, where they were trying to figure out ways to kill Wolverine? Yeah. And they had the whole like bullet to the skull kind of thing and uh-huh. how he would get a concussion and pass out. Yeah. That is the most scientifically sound way to like really hurt Wolverine. <laughs> it's just like Right. Right. But I don't think John Madden went into the video game going, you know what uh, you know be a great way to hurt people. That wasn't his approach. No. I just I don't understand how people get that mindset. And it seems odd that people are making these comments because I just realized this a day or two ago. Hmm. This is the 15th anniversary of Super Bowl 41, where the Indianapolis Colts beat the Chicago Bears. The Indianapolis Colts, coached by Tony Dungy, uh, a black man. Lovey Smith, coach of the Bears, a black man. Yeah, two head coaches, both African-American descent, coaching two teams into the Super Bowl. And this was uh, an event that was celebrated, and rightfully so, so right? Mm-hmm. And now we're talking about how racist football is. It just it just seems really weird to me. It's it's too rich. It's too rich. John Madden, though, like I said, with him and Pat Summerall and him and Al Michaels, that's the way football broadcasting should be. Mm. And uh, by the way, and of course with Betty White, you know mm. she just she was just a ball of fire up until her dying day. There was some celebrity you lost your ass over. Oh, it was David Bowie. David Bowie. It was five years ago because David Bowie kept his, uh, and I talked about this a little bit when uh, Norm MacDonald died because like him, Chadwick Boseman. That was it. It was Norm MacDonald. And David Bowie. Yeah. All three of those guys kept their sickness very secret. It was Norm MacDonald. You were like, what? Right. Yeah. But it, it, it sucks when, you know, big time celebrities like that die. And of course it sucks when people bitch about anything. Now, this one is a little dicier here. Uh, Morgan Wallen, the country music star, uh, who got who? <laughs> you're not well, you're not in the country, um, but but basically he got into a, a big fracas not too long ago because uh, I guess he went on a 72 hour bender. 
and got caught on video saying the N-word and was essentially canceled, right? Like he, like country music stations stopped playing his music. You know, they stopped putting him on uh, award shows, all that. They wanted to distance himself, themselves from this guy, even though he went to rehab and all this stuff. And I'm not justifying what he said because it's vile world word, but he had the top selling album of 2021. <laughs> Must not be too top selling. I never heard of it. Well, you're not a country guy or gal. I like classic country. But it just 90s. It, but it it's just kind of fun to watch the music industry squirm on this one because oh we'll have no part of this we all have no part of this and oh by the way he's make he's making you guys kind of money right now and it, as bad as the word was and how everybody wanted to jump on him I was just kind of perplexed when I was reading the story well, seventy two hour bender seems kind of like a bad thing if I was drinking booze and doing substances nonstop for three days I think I would say some pretty outlandish horrific things too mm. maybe do some outlandish horrific things you know what i mean yeah and i just uh, i don't know the the music industry just kind of buried that part of it and honed in on the n-word which again not a good word uh but i posted this on the mike davidson facebook page and somebody that i uh, used to work with uh, jonathan rogers uh who's uh who's uh i think the account exec manager and he's a good guy by the way not all salespeople are bad uh, but he was talking about how it was amazing how last summer all these country music stations are uh, were distancing themselves away from Morgan Wallen. And, of course, now he's got this big summer tour coming up here in 2022, and everybody's promoting the hell out of it because it looks like he can make some money. Mm-hmm. It's almost like they're, like, and I'm not saying that country music fans are racist. I just think that they're more forgiving than people that, again, go on Twitter and show how much they care by disparaging somebody else. Twitter's not a real place. No. And friggin' David Chappelle pointed that out. You know, I don't give enough. Twitter's not a real place. But Morgan uh, Wallen, I mean, dude, if you can keep your nose clean and your mouth shut, you know, run with this and make the better, uh, the best of a good situation for you. You know what I mean? This episode's brought by Pergadam. <laughs> God, yeah, but I mean, how many times have we had a country star or a rap artist or a rock star messed out of their minds saying and doing terrible crap? Mm. You know, that just seems like a repeated storyline in all genres with most artists. And you would think that you know, music labels would do their damnedest to keep their stars a little healthier and out of trouble. But that's just That's me. up to their manager, PR team, all right. that stuff. I mean, it all comes down to personal accountability as well. Yeah. I mean, Morgan doesn't have to drink and do drugs and say the stupid crap that he did. Uh, but you would think that his management team would be like, all right, hey, man, uh, why don't you just hang out and hang low for a couple weeks and uh, stay How about dry? you go to Palm Springs for a little bit? Go to Palm Springs like all the uh, the messed up stars. That's that's what you do. Mm-hmm. Speaking of mess. Um, <laughs> what about our kids? Well, no, not about our kids. You would say that we live in a pretty good place, right? Yeah. Yeah. No complaints whatsoever about... Place is filthy. Well, our house is filthy, but that's different. Trash collection, you love. Yes? What? Trash collection. What about it? You love it, right? Uh, It happens. It happens once a week. It's gone. And you can tell by me saying this, if you live in the greater Fort Wayne area, that we don't actually live inside Fort Wayne city limits. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh yeah so 
Apparently, I think they're like, what, year three into this whole thing with uh, Red River Waste District Management. And for those outside of the whole thing, uh, Fort Wayne used to be serviced at large by Republic Trash Services. And then they decided to go cheapo and go with Red River. And just chaos, like missed pickups, inexperienced truck drivers, uh, all that. All- I saw them do a U-turn on like a four-lane road. With Two that, lanes either direction. I'm like, with what? a big ass truck. I'm like, what are you doing? Mm. Well, apparently, during these holidays, uh, these holiday weeks, these past holiday weeks, yeah, um, they're still struggling. And the thing is, is that this uh, this whole contract thing with Fort Wayne has straddled two election cycles, right? And everybody was so pissed off about how could you switch to Red River? This is so disgusting. This is so despicable. Election comes and goes, and the same people that uh, pretty much approved of this contract won an overland, overwhelming landslide. Mm. Um, that's not how you fix things. <laughs> if you're really mad about an issue, you should vote people out that pretty much said that this was a great company. Because uh, from what I can tell, Red River's not. They declared bankruptcy about a month or so back. You know, And it just seems weird that it, of all the things... That uh, municipal government, and, and by the way, government officials are horrible with money because it's not theirs. That's right. That's right. Uh, of all the things that now you th- you're making me listen. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, of all the things that you cut money with, you don't go with the thing that's more efficient, just to save money. You find other ways to do it, and that's what they did. They cut Re- uh, Republic out, Red River in, and Red River as a company is bankrupt. They have trouble keeping employees. And then there was a, at one point, and I still don't know if they were doing this, they were uh, using park and rec people from Fort Wayne to pick up trash, to help out Red River. What, is this the, the company's first day in trash collection? I have no idea. Maybe they went on a 72-hour bender. Yeah, no kidding. Mm. <laughs> maybe maybe they were saying some disparaging things, and they just they got suspended from work. Uh-huh. Uh, but they're talking about how like it's hard to have employees because some are calling in sick during these fill in the blank times. But it's just like it's trash, it's refuse. You can't you can't miss weeks on end because that piles up in other people's houses. That's how vermin come into neighborhoods and houses. Mm. Yeah. yeah, it's uh not good. But again. I live outside of Fort Wayne city limits, and uh, the only trash that's going on in this uh, in this neighborhood is basically our kids trash in the house. Mm. So, mm. It, it all depends on who you vote for, and I don't care if you're a solid R or a solid D. If your guys aren't doing the job, you need to start looking elsewhere and stop making excuses. You, the voter, have the power, but you also have the ultimate responsibility. That's kind of the bitch of it. When you think about it. <laughs> You're just nodding and smiling in in quiet agreement because that's what gets that gets picked up in podcasts. <laughs> I'm sorry, I have a uh, Disney Princess Comics Treasury in front of me. It's got bright colors in it and pictures, so so it distracted you. It did. It looks a lot better than uh, some curbsides at Fort Wayne. By the way, mm-hmm. uh, if citizens started threatening to burn trash on their curbside, do you think that they would take? seem a little more seriously it, it would seem like a scene out of detroit yeah oh, <laughs> oh god yikes uh by the way we go from a trashy city to a trashy house in uh indy you sent me this mm. uh, a couple days ago mm-hmm. and uh, and at first i didn't really catch it and then i had to go wait what uh there's this uh mansion-esque house in indianapolis 
uh, I guess it's uh, from a Facebook page, Zillow Gone Wild. Oh, man, I love that page already. And I was looking at these pictures, and you were like, hey, check out the basement. I'm looking at the basement, and I'm thinking, oh, well, this looks nice. It's it, it's nicely furnished. Oh, look, there's a dartboard and a billiards table. Bar. Bar, and I'm scrolling, and then look, there's a stripper pool. and Two stripper pools. Two friggin' stripper pools in this house. And a big uh, sectional all around it. <laughs> I'm just like, well, look at this. And, like, of course, everybody's laughing at this thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm just wondering what Indiana Pacer used to own this house. Paul George. Paul- <laughs> yeah. That's the only one I know. Yeah, well, he ain't there no more. Um, but it kind of reminded me uh, back in the day in uh, my fraternity living. You had stripper poles? One guy. Shut up. One guy, one year, thought it would be great to put a stripper pool in his room for parties. So, like, girls can dance around it for jello shots. And I think it lasted um, one. No. It lasted for one or two weekends because people, because a lot of us guys are like, dude, we like chicks. But A, we don't want to have a reputation as that house. And B, liability. <laughs> And by the way, the next year after that pole came down, guess who got that room? You. Yeah, so there's this big hole in the ceiling where that pole used to be never fixed. Wow. Yeah, it, it's kind of hard to pull off classy stripper pool that adds value to a home. It doesn't. It takes away the value. Yeah. I, I mean, this house, well, it's not exactly like this house is only going for like five figures here. You know what I mean? Like, it's, how much was like half a million? It was At least It was an expensive-ass house. It was a nice basement. And I wouldn't mind having this basement if you took the damn stripper poles out. Uh, uh. Hey, you guys got to try this pole. I'm mm-hmm. going to go get my stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Little Ghostbusters reference there. Yeah. Um, by the way, we had, uh, I guess, another Harambe cat incident recently down in Florida. Uh, I think this is like in Naples, one of the zoos down there. Cleaning clue, cleaning clue. Thanks, beer. Uh, cleaning crew comes in, and you know they're doing what they're supposed to do. Well, except for one guy who goes cleaning in. Crew, crew cleaning poo. Yeah, cleaning uh. crew, cleaning poo. Okay. Yeah. Guy goes into a restricted area he's not supposed to go into. He's in the restricted area with a cage that houses a tiger. Mm. He sticks his arm inside said cage. Guess what happens? His arm stays on fully intact. Well, I think it stays on. The fully intact part, not so much. I mean, the tiger pretty much mauls him, and of course they have to shoot the tiger. They go and find the tiger after it walks away, and of course the tiger's unresponsive because it's dead. So they had to shoot a tiger dead because this guy was a dumbass. A dumbass can always cost you everything, really. Um, But... uh, Couple side notes. Uh, I think Adam Fisher, guy who actually I went was part of fraternity with, he's now a TV reporter. He was actually going to be on Fox News talking about it because that's his neck of the way. Mm-hmm. You know his his uh, his neighborhood. But they got I think he got bumped because of Betty White or something. Uh, I mean it's, it's hard to top Betty White. But I mean yeah, there's that whole Harambe thing. But the tigers aren't house cats. There's no reason for you to stick your arm in a friggin' tiger cage. Okay, so remember that story I told you about my dad separating Sherman and Sherman's boy from each other? Two cats. Yeah, yeah. sorry. Two 
two cats, Sherman, mm-hmm. in the heat of battle, bit my dad's webbing between his index finger and his thumb. He lost feeling in his uh, hand. And this is a, and this is an animal you can pick up. Yeah. An animal that, in theory, unless you die, won't eat you, a la William Holden. Right. I don't know who that is. Wow. But, <laughs> but no, like, uh, he he had to go to the hospital for it, like a tetanus shot and everything. Well, right, right, right. And they're like, well, where's the cat? He said, does he have his rabies shot? And he's like, no. He's like, oh, well, you're going to have to bring He's like, no. No. You ain't and touching it, that damn cat. Yeah, the hospital calls. She's like, how are you feeling? I'm fine. Is the cat still around? Yeah. It's beneath my feet. Mm. Why? Well, you need to take a click. <laughs> <laughs> I forgave him. Yeah, uh, he did. Yeah. That's his, that's his bro. Yeah. But uh, there was, uh, was Siegfried and Roy, both of which no longer with us, unfortunately. Um, was it Siegfried or Roy? I forget Speaking which. of claws, I got to go get Wolverine. Oh, yeah. Our son's uh, out uh, wallowing a little bit here. But I remember like uh, when he, uh, one of those guys got mauled by Tiger. And these guys, for years... Uh, working with tigers and um, uh, you know a lot of people in the media were going oh that's that's unfortunate you know you know I what caused this tiger to go crazy what caused this tiger to go mad and insane and maul Siegfried or Roy or one of those guys and I, I think uh, Limbaugh Rush Limbaugh got in a little heat going well the tiger didn't go crazy the tiger went tiger you know, because you know, tigers are flesh-eating. They're carnivorous. They're hunters. You know, out in the African plains, jungles, wherever, they're going to maul your ass. There's no reason whatsoever to stick your arm into a cage. You know what I mean? People are stupid. They are. I work in retail, so I can say that. <laughs> um, I remember... Um, uh, real quick, wrapping this up here. I remember when we went to the Fort Wayne uh, Zoo a few months ago. Oh, yeah. And how cool that was. Oh, because it was, it was decorated so well for Halloween. Yeah, it was. And uh, we went and saw the lions. And, of course, there's that big plexiglass thing mm-hmm. separating mm-hmm. you from the lions. And <laughs> the male lion had his back right up against the glass. And Lana's sitting right there. And I'm just thinking how amazing it is. Here is this killer of the savannah. This, this, you know, the leader of the pride sitting there, this vicious hunter, and just mere inch or two separates him from my little girl. Ah, stop. Just stop. It stop. is a little tense to think about, but it's, it, it is kind of cool to be kind of up close to this animal without being in, in real danger. And of course, I asked Lana, what did she think? And what did she say? I can see his butt. She <laughs> is your daughter. <laughs> she is my daughter. <laughs> But thank God the Fort Wayne Children's Zoo has plexiglass and not bars to stick your friggin' arms through. Well, he was in a restricted area. He was in a restricted area because he's a moron. Not doing his job. But uh, anyway, hopefully we don't have too many other tiger maulings this year. Um, Already off to a rough start because we started it without Betty White. Mm. John Madden. R.I.P.D. But uh, do appreciate you guys listening. And of course, as always, Happy New Year. And uh, what's that? What what else do you do? Stay out of prison. Try to, anyway. You've been listening to Mike Davidson Live. Be sure to check him out on social media. Like him at facebook.com backslash mdavidsonlives. Follow him on Twitter. Look for at Davidson Live. 